Hello, and welcome back to another episode of The Off Point with CJ and Ace. I'm Ace. I'm CJ. All right. Hey, you know what? I got to thinking, man, you know, last episode, I was really tired that episode. Yeah. I felt like that episode was... Not that any of these episodes are really that great, but some are better than others. Yeah. And... um. That's the thing about doing these on, on like Sunday nights. Sometimes the weekend, you're just so worn and run down on the weekends that, um, you know, I enjoy doing our podcast. I think it's fun getting on here and just talking random crap about sports and the things that, and the news that we've picked up throughout the week. Yeah. Sometimes uh, you're just so worn out that you just don't don't have the energy to, yeah. to, really, to really put into it. I just felt, felt, I was very sleepy and. Um, it's felt that I just kind of, uh, floated through that one. So hopefully, uh, bring a little more energy on this one. Um, it also probably helps that, um, I drank two cups of coffee. Yeah. <laughs> tested out our, uh, our new coffee maker that we got. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's a combo coffee maker and frappuccino maker. Yep. Um, you know, you can make iced coffee and stuff with it. You know, you know I'm just so used to the basic coffee maker. And, you know, I'm a simple coffee drinker, um, and the coffee part of it isn't very complex. It really, basically, it's the same as any other coffee maker. Yeah. I just wanted to give it a little run before I use it in the mornings. That's when I usually drink it on my way to work, and turns out it worked out just fine. But it's going to be a little more to it when, when trying to make uh, make a drink that, like, you and your mom like, you know, some, some Starbucks-made crazy iced white mocha stuff. So... Um, so, but we'll get that figured out. I know we need to get a frother. Yeah. We need, need a frother for that. Uh, this one, this one didn't come with a frother. Um, it's amazing. It was almost a hundred dollar difference with one that came with a frother and you can get, Dang. you can get frothers for, you know, like 15, 20 bucks or something like that, I think. So hmm. I think that's why we went that route. Um, anyway, so, uh, NCAA tournament still going on. Yeah. Um, Moving into the final four, so uh, I think the last we were on here, I think we were moving into the Sweet 16. Uh, you know, um, that team up north didn't make it. Villanova knocked them out. Woohoo! So, um, get a little round of applause for that one. Kudos to Villanova for knocking them out. Thank you very much. I did not want that team up north to be to do what Ohio State couldn't, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, but I still wanted to root for Big Ten, so that's why I jumped on the Purdue bandwagon. Um, unfortunately, they 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 did they made it to the Elite Eight. Is that right? Made it to the Elite Eight. Yep. Had to face St. Peter's, the Cinderella team of St. Peter's, who uh, knocked off UK, number two UK, in round one. And then moved on to beat Murray State and um, was there somebody else up until that point? Uh, I feel like there was one more. Or is that it? Round two. Um, one would have taken them to 32. Two would have took to 16. And then, yeah, 16. Uh, no, that's not right. They beat somebody else. We're facing Purdue in the Elite Eight, right? 
Um, before facing Purdue. No, or did they face Purdue? Yeah. They faced Purdue in the Elite Eight. No, they they faced Purdue, sorry, in the Sweet 16. Okay, so Purdue didn't make it to the Elite Eight either. No. No, okay. Um. All right, now it's making sense. Before Purdue... It was Murray State. Murray, Murray State. State. Okay, so UK, Murray State, Purdue, which we thought would give them some, you know, win, and they did. It wasn't an easy win. It, it was, uh, I, I thought Purdue was going to pull it off. I knew it was tight there towards the end. I really thought Purdue was going to be able to do it. Um, but uh, St. Murray's, just, they they grinded through. They, they um, made the necessary plays, made the points, and, and then pulled it out. Man, I was pretty bummed. Um so, so they moved on and had to play UNC, and that did not go well. Nope. Um, up until that point, they, they obviously they were winning and 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 looking really good. You know, UNC made them they they shut them down. It was like a twenty point win over St. Peter's. They 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 really made them look like uh, a fifteen seed. Yeah. <laughs> so. And to be honest, you know, I I originally said that even if Purdue loses, I think I would jump on St. Mary's and ride out this Cinderella. But there's one little thing. St. Peter's. What did I say? Mary's. (laughs) Well, okay. My bad. St. Peter's. But there was one thing that I kept seeing at the end of their games that made me decide otherwise. Now, obviously, they have a really good coach. Yeah. Okay. Uh, they they wouldn't have made it to where they to where they did without without that coach. I think he's a good coach. Um, I have respect uh, for him as far as what he's been able to, how he's been able to motivate his team, and um, help give them the the confidence to to beat these bigger schools. They're not a very big school. Very yeah. small school in New Jersey. Um, but it was just the he has this the, it almost seemed like um a not so noble um demeanor about him, almost borderline uh cockiness, a little bit of arrogance to like almost as if this is what he expects his team to do. And and don't get me wrong, because you should expect your team to do great things. But there was, it didn't seem like there was like any humbleness in his little interviews at, at the end of the game. It, it, at least, at least from what I was picking up, it was just like, yeah, um, yeah, this is what we do. We get here. No, it's not what you do. And not that he didn't say that, but it was just that's just kind of the vibe I was getting. Like, like you know, we are a better team. We are. It just seemed like there was a little arrogance to it. Um, I didn't care for it, uh, especially after they beat Purdue. Um, and his whole, like, say what now or something mm-hmm. um, to that effect. Yeah. Um, I didn't care for it. Um, but, I mean, kudos to the kids for uh, playing as well as they did and getting that far. Uh, I know you pointed out to me um, – They've made it as far um, as, as far as some other teams for the first time. Yeah, I mean, this is their first time making it to the lead eight, and they have and and they've uh, there's other 
other big schools that have only made it that far mm -hmm. once as well. Um, I don't remember that list that you had, but uh, well, it seems like that, that was. I, I mean, I had no idea. That was interesting. You still got that? Looking for it. All right. Well, you do that. Um, so UNC moves on, and now they play Duke for um, for another go around. And that didn't turn out too well for Duke the first time. Uh, but these guys, they're going to have revenge on the on their minds. And so I I'm kind of thinking that Duke might they might pull this off. If they do, I think they'll squeak it out because I think that. I think that North Carolina is a very good team. I think that they're going to be hard to beat. Uh, so I think so. Who we got left? We got uh, that means Villanova, Kansas, Duke, and UNC. That's who we're looking at here in the final four. Uh, Villanova, I will pick to to beat Kansas, um, and that'll that'll be the last of the number ones. And so I think it'll be Villanova and, oh, man, do I think it'll be Duke? I think it'll be Duke. I think somehow, I, I, I think I think they'll make it. And who knows? Maybe Duke will pull this whole thing off, and what a send-off that would be for Coach K. That would be you know, a, a great story for him to, to go out on top on your final season in the game. Uh, you find that yet? Nope. No. No. But yeah, I mean, I know there was some uh, some notable schools on there that you had mentioned. Um, nothing huge, but I, it was interesting. It was interesting that um, some of them big schools had only been there. Has made made it to Elite Eight once. Yeah. And kudos to St. Peter's for for taking it that far. That's that's fun stuff. You know that that's why we that's why we watch it. That's why we love March, um, just to see things like that. And you know, and this tournament is like a really big. It, it's like a reset. For all the teams, don't it's like your regular season doesn't even matter. It doesn't even matter what you did in the regular season. No, you get you make you make it. I mean, it does matter because it gets your <laughs> your seed placement and everything. But you got to put all that aside, regardless of your seed. And I know that matchups plays a huge part. At the same time, you just got to think this is this is a, a complete reset. You know, every anybody can be anybody on any given night. Go out there and. And just and play your hearts out. I mean, we've seen some crazy things like like Iowa go down in the first round. I don't think anybody saw that coming. They had them running pretty far in the tournament. UK, as we mentioned, they went down early. Um, but you know, we had uh, a little spark of hope with the Lady Bucks too. Yep. Uh, they went to, I know they made it to the Sweet 16, I think, 
they went to the Elite Eight, correct? I think it was the Elite Eight that they made. Maybe they missed. Yeah. Maybe it was the Sweet Sixteen they got stopped at. Um, I'm obviously not very good at um, remembering the uh, what place in the tournament these teams are losing in. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, well, I think Elite Eight. Maybe I think everybody made it to the Elite Eight, and that's where they lost. No. Um, so, but they were they were doing pretty good, Lady Bucks. They were looking pretty good. Um, unfortunately, they they lose to Texas. So I'm going to say it was the Sweet 16 because I think that uh, the Elite Eight is going on right now, and Texas is playing Stanford. So. Um, yeah, for the women's. They are currently playing the Elite Eight. Right, yeah. Which would include South Carolina versus Creighton, which ended in South Carolina dominating that game. Dominating, yes. Um, Big win. Then that two up north versus the one seed Louisville, mm. which we played tomorrow. And right now we have going on Stanford versus Texas, one versus two. There you go, that team up north passing us again. But will they make it past Louisville? I don't no. know. I'll be rooting for Louisville. And then you have NC State versus UConn, another one versus two. So all the one seeds are still in it. Yeah. And so far, South Carolina is the only one moving on. All right. Um, As for that St. Peter's list, I finally found it. Oh, all right. Well, let's hear it. Let's hear the teams. Read that off. What's so St. Peter's has made as many trips to the men's Elite Eight as these Power Five teams. Tennessee, Minnesota, TCU, Miami of Florida, Virginia Tech, Vanderbilt, Iowa State, Clemson, Mississippi State, Kansas State, Alabama, South Carolina, the Rutgers, Georgia, and Penn State. And they have made more than these programs. Ole Miss, Nebraska, Northwestern, and Texas A&M. See? That's big time. That's big time. I mean, it's it just... I mean, that, that big list of, of Power 5 teams that you just named off there, the, the fact how we... I mean, as long as this has been going on and the, the fact they've only been to the Elite Eight once, those teams says a lot for... There's a lot for the St. Peter's. Yeah. So, yeah. So, that, that that's pretty cool. Um, and, of course, they were the first 15 seed to make it to the Elite Eight. And the first 15 seed to do it. So, that, that's that, that's huge for that program. Um, I'm sure they'll be looking to get back at it next season. All right, well, looks like there's six and a half left in the fourth quarter and Stanford's uh, up on Texas, so wonder if they'll beat Texas. All right, anything else we came across this week? I mean, oh, I mean, let's I mean, see. I mean the NCAA tournament has mm -hmm. been kind of dominating the, the last couple of weeks here and We'll continue to do so until after the first week of April. Yeah. Uh, 
So that's always that's always fun watching that stuff, you know. Um, just unfortunate that our team didn't make make it very far. Yeah. Um, um, let's see. Most Final Four appearances by coach all time in men's basketball. Coach K with 13. John Wooden with 12. Dean Smith with 11. Roy Williams with 9. And Tom Izzo with 8. Yeah. Impressive. Impressive. It'd be really nice to see the Holt man put something together, cause, man, I, I, yeah, you know, in the past five years, I just, I just see a lot of complacency with how our team performs. Yeah. Um. Now, most men's NCAA tournament wins since 2016 would go to Villanova with 20. Gonzaga with 19, North Carolina with 17, Kansas with 15, and that team up north with 15. Oh, wow. Well, at least, <laughs> at least the Big Ten's, you know, poking their nose here in some of these categories. Unfortunately... No Buckeyes in there, but eh, is what it is. Looking through here. Yeah, so uh, we had an opportunity to, to watch the end of a bitty basketball season. That, yep. was, that was entertaining. Um didn't, didn't didn't watch them all season long. Um, didn't really think about it until you brought it up that you'd like to go see go see a few of those games. So we we caught uh, two. Would we watch two semifinal games? Yeah. And then t- yesterday and then today watched the, the championship. championship. So which was pretty good. Down right yeah. down to the wire. Thirty-eight yeah. forty was the the final on that. Um. We had a team that we'd like to have seen win. They didn't, but, you know, it is what it is. It's kind of fun watching a young group like that play. Um, some decently skilled kids on the, on those teams. Yeah, um, real quick, if you had to name four quarterbacks to go into the Ohio State Mount Rushmore, hmm. who Man, would you put this on? This is always a hard question. Anytime I'm asked to pick a certain position player from an Ohio State football team, it's always a tough one because there's so many good ones. I mean, I could almost make a list and put their names in a hat 
and just randomly pull them out and like, yeah, I could go with that. Yeah. So, but as far as a, a Mount Rushmore of quarterbacks from the Ohio State Buckeyes, who would I put on there? Hmm. 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 I would do, I think Troy Smith would be one. Um, Craig Krenzel. I'd put okay. him up there. Um, he won a national title with that guy. So, um, and that's another thing. And that doesn't necessarily mean, um, you have to win a national title in order to put your guy up there. Because I'm not going to, as much as I like Cardale Jones, mm -hmm. three games, even though they were three very big games, um, and while you, you probably could, because that was, that was huge. I mean, that was the, uh, you know, the CFP inaugural, <laughs> uh, you know, this is the first time that, that the CFP was in, in play yeah so um man but it it is kind of hard to say with him he only played three games yeah as a full-on starter right right um but they were they the were biggest the three games. biggest games they really were he he did phenomenal but i Ooh, three and a half i guess and and while i don't want to discredit what he did because because of that arm. That arm was just, that was huge. But I true, I believe that I, we would have, I think we would have gone the distance even if it was JT Barrett. I think we would have gone the distance even if it was Braxton, Braxton Miller. Miller. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, for sure. I was actually reading the thing the other day because I was, I was trying to go down Ohio State's roster from then. Yeah. Um, and I came across this article of, Ohio State starting quarterback, Braxton Miller's hurt. Buckeyes will not make CFP. Hmm. It was just it was just talking about like like they had a good chance to be to be a team in the CFP, but now that that Braxton's down, no chance. And even if they did look like they would make it with Barrett, if he went down, there is no way they yeah. even make it to the Big Ten. Yeah. Don't even make it to the Big Ten without Barrett. What did we do? And we went there. With who? Cardale Jones. Not Miller, not Barrett, nope. Cardale third, third, Jones. Third string quarterback. I believe it was Gus Johnson. I think it was Gus Johnson said at best. Cardale Jones, Cardale Jones, mm. Cardale Jones. Right uh, before that Big Ten championship. Yeah, there was, uh, there was even somebody on ESPN or something had said that, uh, that Wisconsin – would win that game handily. <laughs> 59 to And they, zero. they couldn't even score on them Buckeyes. That was a great team. So, like I said, I really think that regardless of who the quarterback was that, that year, I just think we were destined to win. The team all around was just that good, everything that yeah. we had. And a lot of it didn't really rely on an arm talent. Even though that each one of them had it there, Ezekiel Elliott was just a beast. Mm -hmm. And I and I just oh, think yeah. we uh, it, so I mean we had an incredible run game and our defense was just awesome. Um, 
So I still got two guys to put up there. Um, so I will put up JT Barrett. Um, I mean, for as long as he was there. He, he, yeah, he was there for so long. He, he, he broke so many records. Um, he showed great toughness. I mean, the conductor. I mean, that, 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 that's what they called him, you know, and he did. He did an excellent job of just conducting that offense. Um, so I just think he did a lot for that university. Um, he didn't really get much recognition outside of that, unfortunately. I'd like to have seen him do a little more in the NFL, but that didn't go that well. Uh, but he was a really good quarterback. Yep. I mean, he could do a lot of things. And, and, the, and, and the, the comeback again in that Penn State game, when he was 16 for 16, mm-hmm. in like in the, the second half or yeah. something, threw a perfect half and came back and won and, and just held in there and won that game. It was it was awesome. Um, and ever since the Ohio State Penn State game's been neck and neck every year. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then number four. Oh, man. What could I do for number four? Um, number four. Ugh. Maybe Joe Germain. Hmm. I'd like to take it back a little. I mean, like I said, there's so many of them. Um, you know, I could have went maybe Terrell Pryor because I think we were really good yeah. then. Um, uh, I think Joe Germain. I think you know they went to uh, they went to a Rose Bowl. They had a really good season um, back when I was in high school. So, yeah, I guess that would be my four. Okay. Um. My four will be Rex Kern. That's a good one. A native of Lancaster. Uh, played, uh, and he played, basket, played basketball, too. Yep. That's um, a good story there. So Rex Kern probably got to put Barrett up there. Yeah. I mean, maybe not, he's not the best of all time, but for as long as he's there and what he I, did. I just think he had a lot of accomplishments. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe a little bit of recency bias, but I, I, I think Justin Fields. Justin Fields would be a good one, too. Just because he, he almost embodies what a modern-day Ohio State quarterback is. Right, yeah. I mean, it, yeah, it's it's... it's 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 what you want. It, wow, he's a, he's somebody you want in a quarterback, no matter what team you are. Just just what he can do, not just with his arm, but with his legs, and 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 talk. We you know you want to talk about toughness. I mean, we know JT had it, but Justin Fields. Yeah, he take a hard shot, come out of the tent, and turns into Superman. Oh yeah. 
And maybe... It's tough, isn't it? Yeah. It's yeah. So, turn Barrett Fields. You know. No, I was going to say if 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 Arch Leister didn't go the route that he went later in life, you know, there was a whole. <laughs> uh, a yeah. episode of American Greed that he was on. He just went down a bad path. Very bad path. But I think he was a pretty good, he was a really good uh, college quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, was probably the one of the last, probably, if not the, probably the last Buckeye to actually go in the quarterback to go in the first round. Yeah. Um, you know, he was a, a very high pick. And then once he got in the NFL, just things went went downhill from there. And he had gambling problems and stuff. Yeah. So, um, but you know, just for that alone, it, it makes it hard to put somebody like that up there. Yeah. Um, just kind of look back through. Maybe. Yeah. Kern Barrett Fields, and Herb Street. Hmm. Which is a little fun fact. Herb Street was Ohio State's 12th quarterback ever. Who was the what? He was our 12th starting quarterback. 12th? Yeah. Like As in, he was the 12th man to be named the starter at quarterback for Ohio State. So 11 other guys had would had a mm-hmm. chance before him. He played in 1992. Ohio State's first yeah. quarterback started... His first season was in 1968, Rex Kern. So between 1968 and 1992, we had only 12 starting quarterbacks. Then from 92 to 2000, when was that? 2004? I think that, yeah. From From 1992 to 2004, we then had six. So in over 100 years, we had 12 quarterbacks. And in like 12, we had half as many. Hmm. Like our quarterbacks lasted a really long time for so long. And then Herb Street, and after that, it's like we're, we just started going through them. through them. Huh, that's interesting. Only 12 for over 100 years, and then six in 12 years. So a lot of quarterbacks typically stay throughout. You know, they started through mm-hmm. through their whole college season or their whole college yeah. career. Okay, I didn't know that, man. That I mean, it makes sense. Like, because back then, that's I mean, you had that a lot. Now it's you know, play a couple of years and get to the NFL, get there as quick as you you can. It didn't seem like it was that way. I don't. Maybe the rules and stuff were different. Yeah, I, mean, um, I guess. I think you had to have four years. Yeah, maybe. To be eligible to enter the draft? Potentially. Um, you're just nuts the way that everything went. Because I don't know. If, I don't know. I, I can't see uh, C.J. Stroud staying after the season. No. Kind of, no. I think it'll be Stroud, then McCord, then Brown, each of them going for a year, then Arch Manning. But he just meant. 
No, he hasn't picked. Okay. No. I mean, he, he doesn't start until 2023. No. But I, I think he'll end up a Buckeye. We'll see. Hopefully he's uh, as good as the other Manning. All right. Um, I mean, I know that there's uh, a lot of recruiting and stuff going on. Um, still some uh, signing, NFL signings and trades and stuff going on, but, you know, we don't have to get into those. Nothing nothing huge, I guess. Um, since the last time we were on here. Right? I still don't yeah. think we know where Baker's going to land. No. Um, but I will say this. Uh, they have been talking this past week whether or not, and what do you think, will Baker be a starter this season? Or will he, or will he be a backup? Like, where do, what, do you, what do you make of Baker? I don't think he'll be either. You think they'll let him go, and and then what? He's not going to find anywhere to play. You don't think so? The best fit for him was the Colts, and they just signed Matt Ryan. Yeah, nobody wants him. Nobody wants And I, I think that not only – I think they would be more likely to take him if he didn't have that, that 19 mil price tag that comes along with it. And if If he ends up a backup, or if he ends up going to a team, period, I think he will go there, and he's going to get hit with bad luck because that team's going to sign Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, that's another thing. Nobody seems to want him either. No, but and I think that he would. There's be, no guarantee he's gone either. And and I, where and Baker, we all things. know he's gone. I think here's the thing with Baker. Baker one. I think it's his. I think it's his attitude. I just think the most NFL teams sens- want his, an adult. His sensitivity, and two, his injury. Um, while I don't think his injury is as significant as his sensitivity, I do think it plays a little bit into it. Um, and but with Garoppolo, it, it's all injury. I, I think that um, he's fragile in the sense. Of his physicality. Yeah. Baker's fragile emotionally. And and so I think the teams are very skeptical of having either one of them yeah. to be their guy. And and I can see that. That makes that makes total sense to me. I, I would be leery too. I do, I do think that if Deshaun Watson is suspended for two to eight games, I think, actually I can almost guarantee you, that the Browns will sign Jimmy Garoppolo. And then the second that Deshaun comes back and is cleared from a suspension, they cut or trade away Jimmy Garoppolo. Hmm. 
I think they it's will a, just use an, him. Yeah, to, that's an interesting take on that. To I mean, cover. Very interesting take on that. And then get rid you of him. You almost see something like that. Because we, we all know that they're not playing Baker. Not I now. don't think. I think that that relationship. Um, Went down the toilet. Is completely broken. That marriage is over. Mm-hmm. And there's no way, because they, they got rid of Case Keenum, who would have been a pretty decent backup to run for two to eight games. Yeah. They, they got rid J- of him. They could play that Jacoby Jacoby Brissett? Yeah. No way. You don't think they'd put him out there until... The it- only pro of putting him out there is he did play under Tom Brady. But you know what? Yeah. So did Jimmy Garoppolo. He's a good quarterback, but... Hasn't proven a whole lot. It, it's kind of funny you mentioned um, Tom Brady because uh, I like a like like here's a good here's a good point like a good thing uh, uh, suggestion uh, we'll call it. Uh, how about um, what well what Baker needs is maybe to go to the Buccaneers, sit behind learn Tom Brady, and learn how to be a good an adult quarterback. No way. Baker I mean, wouldn't I go there. I mean, I don't think that that would happen. I don't think. I think it would be a good idea for it to happen, for for Baker's mm-hmm. sake. For his sake, but I don't think he would. I think it's more likely that he would go and learn under Aaron Rodgers, or even Pat Mahomes. Quite frankly, I don't think he would want to learn under anybody because I think he already thinks that. Yeah. He's the, the guy. But if he were to, I think it's more likely a Pat Mahomes or Aaron Rodgers. Like he thinks Larry under Tom Brady would be like boot camp. Yeah. Well, I feel that he thinks that he's a top five oh, quarterback. Yeah. He does. He's he's not. He well, speaking might, of that, he's who maybe a top sixteen. He's maybe a top thirty two. Wow. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> um, I don't think he's a horrible quarterback. I think he, he He's drive, not what he was hyped drive, up to be. The drive in his his uh, I mean, wh- once he gets going, well, his competitiveness is what mm-hmm. what can make him good. We've seen a really good Baker. Twenty twenty Baker was a good was a good quarterback. Twenty yeah. touchdowns and two interceptions. He mm-hmm. he did really well, and that's that was the Baker that everybody was wanting. When he gets going. He is great, potentially a top ten quarterback when he gets going. When he's not, he's barely a top thirty-two. Yeah, um, I, I don't know what happened this past season with him. Was it him? Was he just was he just just not people figuring him out? Was it the injury? You know, you saw little flashes of this and that. He yep. wasn't getting the ball off. He would. He, Took, he would take the ball. I mean, the reason for his enter, his injury is because of him, you know, yep. trying to make a play with his feet. Um. So I I don't know, I don't don't um, know where he's going to go, what will become of Baker, but just how fast did he go from taking the Browns and helping them? I mean, he played a huge part in turning that. Turning that team around, yeah, that organization around. I mean, he played a huge part. I mean, they put it, you know, they were slowly putting in all the pieces for him, and and he and he helped make it, you know, a change there in Cleveland. But how fast did he go from that to 
to being the guy starting in Cleveland to now nobody wants him and he may not even start next season. Yeah. Wow. Really. In the blink of an eye. Um that is It is crazy. I mean, who would have thought? I mean, his second season after you know, the things that he was doing after second season, yeah. would you see him here in season five? No. Not playing at all? Nobody wanting to take him? No. Couldn't see it. Wouldn't you couldn't see? You'd be like, plenty no of way. teams I could use them. You'd be like, no way. Ba- Baker's going to be around for a while. No, that's yeah. not the case. No. Um. You have heard Tom Brady is looking for a trade to the Miami Dolphins. Can't beat him. Join him. <laughs> beat him. Join him. <laughs> I think he wants to go there, play. Once this lawsuit and crap is settled. Retire again, buy him. Get Sean Payton over there. I don't know. Why would he want to go to Miami? Why would Miami want? I mean, okay, I get it. I know why any team would want, would gladly accept Tom Brady. Gladly. Yeah. I get it. But then it's like, so what about Tua? Like, you had a game plan there. Tom Brady comes in and you throw away the plan. Make the plan, execute the plan, throw away the, expect the plan to go off the rails, throw away the plan. But is the plan going off the rails? That's the thing. That, that is a good question. If the plan's not going off the rails, don't throw away the plan. Stick with the plan. Exactly. Uh, But Tom Brady over two, or Tua over Tom Brady. Tua no, I mean, over Tom. I, I, I get it. I, I mean, don't see it ever. You can't turn that down. I no, get it. You can't. And I mean, as for Tua, that that'd be a great learning opportunity. But I mean, it would. You be. know, it's only going to be a year or two. It would be. I mean, if you're Tua, you're just you would just have to you would have to accept it. and Be like, no, hey, not Tom, come on in, buddy. I'll just I'll be right here behind. Not you. to mention Tom's plan. Play until he can buy the team, then retire, buy the team. <laughs> so, already Miami's plan doesn't matter. Yeah. Because Tom's going to throw away, throw it away one of two ways. Yeah. Tom has the plan, and Tua could be that plan. And he doesn't have to leave Florida. No. No income tax. So, Statewide, anyway. Any, yeah. I wouldn't blame him. Oh, that's crazy. Basically, no winter. Know. Especially compared to Boston. But what about Gronk? You can't leave Gronk. He's not leaving Gronk. Gronk's going with him. Find, find a way to take it. <laughs> yep, make it. They'll make it happen. They'll play together. Tom will retire. Oh, Gronk will be the key piece to his offense until Gronk retires. Then Gronk retires, then he's named general manager. It's easy. It's real simple. Um... I mean, I'd, I'd kind of like to see Tom buy the Dolphins, just see what he can do managing a team. We've seen him run a team as the quarterback. And that's gotten him, what, seven Super Bowls? Yeah. So let's see what he can do in a management position. Yeah. Like, I'd just like to see how he r- runs a team. Who's his quarterback? Who does Tom think? can even compare to him. Yeah. 
Is that when he's like, hey, Aaron, want to come down here? Is that, is that when he's like, hey, Joe, I see some potential. Come to Miami. Is that, is that when he's like, hey, Pat, get down here? Maybe. Or is that when he takes a rookie? Maybe uh, C.J. Stroud. He's like, I'm going to build something out of this guy. No, that's if that even happens. But Or will he take a nobody out there, like let's say Jacoby Brissett, and turn, turns him into the next big thing? Maybe, maybe he'll uh, take a quarterback in the 199th round pick of the, <laughs> of the draft. <laughs> well, just wait for the seventh round. Breaking news: Tom Brady trades trades Gronk for a seventh round draft pick. <laughs> what? All right. It's a heck of a deal for the team getting Gronk. Yeah. yeah. Um. So before we finish here, I realized before we started today, we have not gone over fun facts in a little while. Yeah, we didn't have fun facts last week, did we? No. So let's try and get caught up. Oh. We left off on March 9th. Oh, goodness. All right. Trivia. Ohio State boasted the 2012 Big Ten Freshman of the Year in Wrestling. Who was that Buckeye? Uh, Don't know. Logan Stiebler. Yep. I was going to guess him. Yep, I'm sure. Logan Stiebler. Right, fact. Ohio State's home faci- facility for baseball is the Nick Switzer Field at Bill Davis Stadium. That's a fact, Jack. Trivia. Can you name the two Ohio, Ohio State teams to win national championships in the 2016 through 17 academic year? So, sports. The two sports. Mm-hmm. That one. What was it? Can you name two Ohio State teams to win national championships in the 2016 through 17 academic year? Oh my gosh. Academic. Mm-hmm. So August through May, pretty much. We know it wasn't football. We know it wasn't basketball. No, but. Uh... I don't even know. What was the month? That would have been August through May. August through May? Mm-hmm. I'd say they're both fairly close time-wise. Hmm. Uh, I don't know. All right. Men's and women's, or sorry, men's volleyball and women's synchronized swimming, which, speaking of women's synchronized swimming... They won yet another national championship. All right, just so tonight. So that's uh, women's hockey, right? Women's won hockey a, won a title, and now uh, women's swimming. Yep, women's synchronized swimming won the title, and the women's basketball team made it to the Sweet Sixteen. Take notes, guys. Yeah. All right. Fact: Stephanie Mavunga, Mavunga. However you pronounce that. Finished her Ohio State women's basketball career in 2018 as one of just seven players in the country since 2000 to collect over 1,700 points. 
1,200 rebounds and 300 blocks. That's outstanding. All right, trivia. In what year did the Ohio State men's gymnastics team win its first NCAA championship? Was it 1983, 1985, 1990, or 2000? 2000. 2000. 1985. Ah. Thought it was a trick because they put in 280 years. <laughs> All right, fact. The Ohio State women's track and field program earned the top spot at the 2020 Big Ten Indoor Track and Field Championships, defending their 2019 title. What opponent did the OSU men's ice hockey team defeat in a best-of-three Big Ten quarterfinal series to advance to the conference semifinals in 2020 due due to the COVID-19 outbreak? Those semifinals were never contested. Was it Notre Dame, Wisconsin, Nebraska, or that team up north? I think it was Notre Dame. Wisconsin. Oh, darn it. I remember them playing Notre Dame. I just don't remember when it was. I maybe that was a that that might have been for a Big Ten title. Yeah. Um. All right. Fact: Before the COVID nineteen outbreak in America effectively effectively ended the spring college sports season in twenty twenty, the Ohio State women's golf team had been on a streak of twenty five consecutive seasons with an appearance in the NCAA regionals, all under head coach Therese Hessian. Oh. Trivia. In what year did the Ohio State Wrestling Program for first start varsity competition? Was it 1920, 1921, 1938, or 1945? 1938. 1921. Ah. Just celebrated its 100th year of existence. Oh, goodness. All right, fact. The OSU women's 200 freestyle relay, he forced them, captured the 2020 Big Ten Swimming and Diving Championships title. Trivia. Name the former Ohio State women's basketball star who was named the head coach of the WNBA's New York Liberty in 2018. I don't have a clue. That would have been Katie Smith. No. Logan's own? Yeah. No. Um, let's see. Fact. From the 2006, from 2006 through the COVID-19 pan- pandemic shortened 2020 season, the Ohio State men's tennis team had a record of 148 wins and one loss in wow. Big Ten matches. <laughs> Incredible. 148 and 1. Be hard to top. Over 14 years. Trivia. Name the Ohio State men's basketball player who led the team in scoring in both the 2018 or 19 season and again in 2019-2020. Was that... Was that... Kayla Wesson? Um... E.J. Liddell, or which one? Which one of those two? Those are my only options? Yeah. Those are the only two you'll, you'll recognize off of. Caleb or E.J.? Ah. 
to say EJ, but I think it might have been Caleb Wesson. It was Caleb Wesson, as yes. EJ would not have been there in the 2018-19 season. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. All right, fact. Ohio State women's basketball standout Jessica Davenport finisher college career in 2007 as the first player in Big Ten history with 2,000 points, 1,000 rebounds, and 300 blocked shots. Trivia. Name the men's soccer standout who became the first Ohio State player to make the U.S. men's national team doing so in 2008. He's a 2020, he's a 2020 OCS Athletics Hall of Fame inductee. I give up. His name is... I was hoping for multiple choice. <laughs> Don't have it this time. Eric Bruner. Eric Bruner. All right. Last one. Finally. Fact. The Buckeyes men's basketball team welcomed the 6 million fan into Value City Arena in March 2020. The facility wow. has been the home of the Buckeyes since the 1998-99 season. And they've played 387 games there prior to the start of the 2020-2021 academic year. Crazy. That is crazy. Well, thank you for that. Just kicked me some knowledge, man. Thank you. All right, well, that's a wrap, man. Um, hopefully we had a little more energy this time than last time. Um, I wouldn't expect me to have coffee every time we put on a show, but <laughs> if I deem it necessary, just might be nice to get an earlier show, but yeah, no, for us. So everybody have a great week and, uh, we'll see you next time. We out. Can you feel it? Can you feel it?